This is the Retire Happy Podcast with John Amarino, teaching you each episode about holistic retirement planning. Hello, welcome once again to the Retire Happy Podcast. Walter Storholt here alongside fiduciary financial advisor at Securus Financial, John Amarino, serving you throughout the San Diego area and beyond. John, thanks for joining us this week. I know that you are sad, as you told me off air before we hit the record button today. Folks, this podcast almost didn't even happen today because John was so sad. Your fantasy baseball team was defeated at the last moment by the narrowest of margins, but you picked yourself up off the mat and came and joined us for the show today. Yes, that's... that's (laughs) I guess, you know, that's how good my life is, right? That I can complain. And it was just wasn't a fantasy game, Walter. It was the championship. The, fa- the fantasy uh, championship. Right, Just right. ignore but the you know fact that learned? the word fantasy is in there. It's just the championship. Right. right. The money wasn't fantasy. <laughs> the $1,000 that's on mine was real. But, you know, it's like I tell my son that you, know, you never want to lose. You don't have to like losing, but you accept it and uh, you learn from your failures. And being a financial advisor, I will tell you, I made the most common mistake that I told my clients when he got up to a, a surprisingly big lead. I started checking my scores way too often <laughs> and I, I made moves that I wouldn't have made. Uh-huh. And in the end, it cost me my 1.7 points. So I chose to be more aggressive when I should have just played my conservative money ball approach and I would have won. So what you're saying is you're, you're the, the approach that you d- crafted and believed in that had led you to the number one spot, you panicked and abandoned at the last moment and it ended up biting you. Exactly. Ugh. And, so and, many and the good financial parallels I, here, John. The, the approach <laughs> that I have crafted my successful financial practice, right? right? Irrational. I always tell people we're irrational human beings and I got irrational. You See, didn't have a, didn't an advisor. You didn't have an advisor. Uh, you needed a fantasy baseball advisor. I guess that was supposed to be your co-manager, but maybe they were. They just got just as emotional as you. Yeah, well, he's just in a gambling. He, he loved to gamble. <laughs> that, that was the problem. You're supposed <laughs> to be the rational he's one. The, yeah, he's the Vegas broker guy. And I'm like, hey, oh, listen, gosh. let's just take a step back. But yeah, I lost. But on a good note, though, I uh, I bought a huge depreciating asset like I put on my Facebook page. My wife convinced me to buy a Class A motorhome. So. Wow. Now that's exciting. That's a good consolation prize. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, but yeah, that's uh, we're actually excited. I'm I'm glad she was able to talk me into it, and had she had all my best friends calling me up. Oh, you're gonna get a a motorhome, and so we've got our first trip already planned for next week and next month and the week, month after that. So we're it's awesome. It's, I was gonna uh, I was gonna say yeah, where's this motorhome gonna take you? Yeah, well, we're gonna do a couple little local beach trips here, and then I think okay. next year we'll go to, up to the redwoods, uh, you Ooh, know, up in Northern cool. California. Mm-hmm. Lake Tahoe. My wife's like, "Hey, let's you know, let's go visit the grandparents in Texas." I'm like, "That's a lot of driving for me to do. It's easy because you guys are in the in the nice. We have the they have the uh, the Sinopolis, the luxury movie theaters. Got two Ooh. recliners, and I'm like, it's easy for you guys. You guys are gonna have you know the 50 inch TV, and you guys will be reclining, eating popcorn. <laughs> I'm gonna be in the front by myself, just staring at open road. That's right. It's the sacrifice yeah. you pay for everyone else's comfort." 
That's right. Uh, I've always wondered with RVs, or I'm sorry, mo- mo- the 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 motorhome. Uh, I don't know. Is is RV faux pas to say these days? Is that uh, no? Yeah, you okay. can still RV. say RV. Uh, is that like? Uh, do you have to be strapped in? Uh, you know, seatbelt in the back. The other passengers. Now, what are the rules on that you, with an RV? You know, that's a good question. I actually asked a buddy of mine. It's a CHP officer. So it's limousine rules. It's house rules in the back. So no. Okay. Except. Except I think from what I've heard, I mean, he's actually double checking this for me. My 17 month old still has to be in a car seat. Okay. So that sounds wise. And and every seat, and it's a brand new 2020 motorhome. Every seat uh, has seat belts. So my wife and I are very cautious people. So they'll still be in seat belts. That's good. Do do the uh, the recliners have seat belts? Could you still kick back and do the Mm -hmm. recline? Oh, okay. So yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Every seat. Can have best so. best of all worlds there. Yeah, so that's exciting. Well, we look forward to stories from the road, and it sounds like you've got some positive things to uh, to pick yourself up from after the uh, fantasy baseball loss. And you know what they say, John? As we turn the page to get back into a back into the financial talk today, there's always next year. That's right. You <laughs> learn from your mistakes. That's right. Unfortunately, on the financial side of things, sometimes you don't have time on your side. There isn't a next year to get gains back. You don't necessarily get to start back at zero and it be an okay thing. Starting back at zero in our financial lives is not a positive development. And it's uh, actually going to be something that we talk about on the next edition of the podcast. Uh, We're going to be talking about market crashes, uh, how to prepare for the next market crash, when it will come along. We do not know, but we'll talk a little bit about some of the things that you should keep in mind. That'll be on the next episode, so be sure to tune in for that. On today's edition of the program, we're going to answer a really good question from Elizabeth, who asks about a market crash, uh, wondering what happens if it happens before she reaches that finish line of retirement. So we'll get to her question on today's show as well. We're also going to uh, talk a little bit about how retirement planning is a lot like flying. We'll see what lessons air travel and flying can teach us about retirement. That should be a fun little conversation. All that and more straight ahead. But first, it's time to see what's happening in the news. Extra, extra, read all about it. So today's headline, John, comes to us uh, from the Fed. Uh, There's been a lot of discussion recently about interest rates and what the Fed should do with interest rates moving forward. Seemed like they uh, they dropped them down a little bit a little while ago. Talk of maybe doing that perhaps again, or will they keep it the same for a while? With all this discussion going on about interest rates, how does it, def- uh, in your opinion, affect the individual investor? Well, it really does have a lot of effect on the individual investor. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, just within this last month, I you know I talked with two newer clients that they had a lot of their money in CDs, right? They started, you know, one was always very conservative, especially after the 2008 crash. And, and, and another one started seeing all the doom and gloom commercials and started hearing a lot of, you know, the talk that, hey, you know, we're at the longest bull run and the only way is down. So, you know, a lot of them were in CDs and obviously lower rates hurt you. You used to be able to get a CD in the 90s. I was paying, you know, five, five and a half percent. Now you're you're lucky if you can get one for 2.4, 2.5%. You could live off of CDs in the past, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, and that's one reason why the 4% rule was was so successful because your safe money was earning 5%. But, you know, and the other thing that a lot of retirees are using is bond ladders um, and fixed income. And obviously, you know, bond rates are low. And, 
you know, if you get bonds now and, and you have bonds, not only are you getting a low fixed income, but if interest rates go up, then a lot of bonds may not be, you know, they're actually going to be more volatile and lose money because I always tell people, you know, who's going to want, if you had to sell your 4% bond, who's going to want your 4% bond at full price when they could go across the street and buy that same bond and get 5%. So you have what's called duration risk. So those discussions are real. And, And even, you know, fixed index annuities, you know, they're tied to bond rate or interest rates. So, you know, it does have a, a lot of effects on today's investor. But, you know, then on a positive side, too, you have some good discussions, right? You know, hey, you know, you can refinance your mortgage rate and maybe, you know, get a three and a half or 3.6% mortgage rate if you still have your mortgage. Or or like us, it was an opportune time because we we're able to, you know, finance our motorhome at, you know, a great interest rate because of the time. So there's always pros and cons and, you know, interest rates are, are things that you have to plan for. It certainly is. And we'll keep our eye out to see what the Fed does, as this is one of those things. Sometimes I think we talk about stuff in the news where we say, you know what, it really shouldn't have an impact on the individual person as long as you've got a good plan or a properly constructed plan in place. But this is one of those ones that certainly will have an impact down the line. So it'll be one that we keep a close eye on going forward. That's what's happening in the news. There's a lot more to get to on today's show. And I want to talk a little bit about flying on today's program, John. I don't know if I shared on on a previous episode, did we get into talking about some of my recent flying uh, extravaganzas where I ruptured an eardrum and had all sorts of crazy stuff happen with an ear infection and flying and and all that? Yeah, that was on on your flight down to Mexico, right? So uh, exactly, multiple issues. That one was a uh, a barrow trauma in the left ear. Now I've got a ruptured eardrum in the right ear. So I, I should just be grounded at this point. Hey, I I will uh, rent my RV to you. (laughs) You know, an RV was actually, this is not, not a joke. My, my dream car growing up, you know how, you know, when you were a kid, you always, oh, what's your dream, what's your dream car, man? Oh, I'm going to get a, I don't know. I don't know cars, charger or, you know, someone's laughing right now as I'm like a charger or a Camino or, you know, whatever, (laughs) whatever your dream car was when you were a kid, I was always like an RV because you can live in it. You know, that'd be the coolest thing ever. So I've, I've always been a big fan of RVs and been a dream. So you're like Cousin Eddie from uh, Christmas Vacation. That would totally be me. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Just live in the RV, drive around. I think I was a trendsetter because what's the most popular thing these days is the tiny homes revolution, right? Right. I was just way ahead of my time being a big fan of RVs back in the day. So there you go. Now, now all the kids that laughed at me probably live in tiny homes as they drive around the U S (laughs) but in any event, I've done a lot of flying lately. So it got us thinking about maybe some of the uh, lessons we can learn from flying when it comes to retirement planning. And I think there are some cool, important lessons to distract myself from the pain I was experiencing on those flights. I, th- I thought this up, John. So I'm interested to hear your uh, your examples and parallels. Um, it certainly struck me that, you know, you need a flight plan. That may be the most obvious thing. You don't just get up in the air and start flying. Because let's say you're flying from San Diego to London. Well, depending on the weather, you know, you might fly across the United States and over the Atlantic Ocean. But if conditions are a little bit different, if the winds have changed, if there's a big storm in your path, you may decide to fly north and go over the North Pole. 
and you know then south down into London. In fact, that was one thing that surprised me when we flew to China many years ago. I figured we'd go over the ocean, but we went over the North Pole to get to Beijing. I thought that was really interesting. Uh, but here's the thing. I mean, we're not making that decision after we've taken off and the pilots are looking at each other going, all right, which way do you want to go today? No, weather patterns are studied. The flight plans are laid out well in advance of the actual flight. And I'm sure it's kind of the same way when you put together a financial plan. Yeah. And, and I absolutely love this analogy. And it's absolutely true. It's widely known that if you have a plan in anything you do, you have a higher chance of success, period. And it, even in my own personal practice, and it's funny, you say kind of brought this topic up because a couple of years ago, I was on a flight from Atlanta back to San Diego. And from my seat, I could see the pilots going through their checklists. And I, after that flight, I actually during the flight started making out my own checklist because of all the detailed planning we do. You know, the little things can be missed. So we always make sure every box is checked. And, and really, it's no different with your retirement. You know, you shouldn't retire and then say, well, you know, I guess I should figure out what I'm going to do with my free time and determine how I'm going to hit my income from my investments. You know, that needs to be determined much earlier. But a lot of people head into retirement without a flight plan, you know, per se, for their time or their money. And they have no vision of what they want to do in retirement. They And they don't have a contingency plan either. You know, and, and I've said this before, but it's absolutely one of my favorite quotes. And that's, you know, if you have a plan that takes into account good or bad times, you have a better chance of success, right? Just like Sin Tzu said, plan for what is difficult while it is easy. And that's uh, that's that flight plan, right? Because not all flights are perfect, are they? No, they aren't. And that's why you've got to have that plan in place to begin with. Because then if there is a snafu, well, you're not scrambling for your original plan plus the fix to the snafu uh, or the turbulence that you would hit. You've already got that plan in place. So you can just focus on fixing the problem or fixing the turbulence that you run into. And that's our next parallel. Now, I've been pretty fortunate to never be in some severe turbulence when I've been flying, I don't know about you, John, have you ever run into some really bad turbulence on a flight before? You know, when I was, I think ever since like nine through 14, 15 years old, my mom used to send me back to Cleveland. So I, I met my side of the family back there every summer, day after school till like two days before school began. So I think I was about 11 and I was flying alone on a TWA flight. So we're, we're dating ourselves. There. TWA. TWA. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And is San Diego to Houston. I can still remember this like as yesterday, major turbulence. I mean, we're talking big time drops and it, it was bad enough to where people were throwing up. Oh, and, uh, you know, this is when they didn't overbook the plane. So you, you, sometimes you didn't even have, you had a whole road to yourself. Right. And I actually had a gentleman sitting, I was in the window and he was on the aisle. And he was just calmly taking it in. And he turned to me. He's like, don't worry, little guy. He goes, I'm a pilot. We will get through this. This is all that's happening. Totally calm. He knew what to expect. And I mean, his calmness, even though there's chaos around, as a little kid, he kept me kind of calm. And, you know, sure enough, he's like, you know, we're, we're going to get out of this. You know, the, the pilot's known, knows what's happening and knows what to expect. And he's got a plan for this. And sure enough, couple minutes later, we were, uh, the, the cabin didn't smell too well, but we got out of the turbulence. <laughs> so all the people that didn't know what was coming uh, handled it one way, and the pilots and the guy next to you, who also happened to be a pilot, knew what was going on, knew what was coming, had been through it before, thus had a very different reaction 
to the turbulence, even though it was it was unexpected to a measure for everybody. Nobody necessarily knew that that turbulence was going to hit at that exact moment. But that previous experience helped those folks get through it a little bit easier than you guys. And I guess that's a good lesson to take is we all react to moments of upheaval a little bit differently. And also, a lot of times we don't know when that upheaval is going to come. Yeah. And, and you know, the same thing with market volatility. No one knows when it's coming. No one has a crystal ball. But, you know, if you're paying any attention at all, you know when it's happening. And just like the turbulence, some people, you know, aren't bothered at all by the marketility. And it's usually those people that have that defined plan set in place. You know, they they know, hey, when market volatility sets in, this is what to expect. Uh, then there are people who aren't planned for it and they have what we call freak out risk. So it's important to know how you feel about market volatility so that when you are prepared to deal with it, you don't make any irrational decisions when you're in the middle of it. It's a great point, John, and a good reminder as well. Elizabeth, your question's coming up shortly, dealing with uh, a little bit of that topic about volatility and potential crashes and that sort of thing. Uh, Go ahead and be like the pilot and get a little prepared and keep listening to the show as we get to your question a little bit later on. Uh, One other parallel I think we can probably draw between uh, preparing to fly and also retirement planning would be making sure that you're getting help from air traffic control. Pilots would all admit that you're not going to make it to your destination in one of these big planes carrying a bunch of passengers without some help from air traffic control from time to time. Because even the best pilot in the world needs a little bit of help figuring out, you know, what he needs and what he can't see from the cockpit. You know, air traffic control can tell him what he needs, the the weather that he can't see. Uh, sometimes if there's too much fog and you can't see the runway, the cockpit, you know, might communicate with air traffic control to get directions on where to fly, what heading, what speed, where all the other planes in the vicinity are. All of those things are really helpful pieces of information that you otherwise wouldn't be able to see on your own up there at 30,000 feet. Yeah. And ask any pilot, they're crucial. You know, they have the uncanny ability to look at you from the outside and observe the whole picture versus just you in the cockpit with your tunnel vision. That there's another interesting parallel because with your retirement planning, no matter how long you've been investing, there are just things that you can't see from where you're sitting in, in your investment cockpit. And that's because planning for retirement is so much more different than investing in your growth and accumulation years. And you haven't lived retirement. So, you know, how can you really be expected to know everything that you need to know? And that's very common. We talk about even a lot of uh, people with advisors, their advisors. I just had a person come in from one of my college workshops and I told him, you know, go back to your advisor with this stuff, you know, that I taught you. I'm not here to poach your advisor. Go back to him and tell him, this is stuff I need to plan for. And, you know, he called me back and said he's, he doesn't do that. You know, he's an investment guy. Sometimes you outgrow your your advisor. They, you know, they've done a great job at growing, but retirement is a whole different ball game. That's something where, you know, in our practice, we look at every aspect of, of a person's retirement, but we're able to holistically look at their situation, you know, like the air traffic controller. That's a helpful parallel, John. And if you've got any questions about what we've talked about on the show today or what we will talk about, a quick reminder for you for how to get in touch with John with your questions and concerns. All you have to do is give him a call. The number is 858-935-6210. That's 858 
6210. You can also find us online by going to gosecurus.com. That's gosecurus.com. We'll put the link to uh, the website in the description of today's episode. On the website, you can find out more about uh, Securus Financial and John's team there. They serve you throughout the San Diego area with an office on Trina Street, conveniently off of Interstate 15, next to Scripps Ranch High School. Gosecurus.com, or again, give a call to 858 858- 935-6210. If you have any questions about your financial life, about planning for retirement, about something we talk about here on the program, we try to teach you about holistic retirement planning each week and cover those principles. That's our main topic for today, getting into the comparisons of flying a plane and, of course, also preparing for retirement. Lots of good little nuggets to take away from that conversation for sure. We still have to get to Elizabeth's question on today's show, but before that... It's getting to know you time. It's time to get to know John a little bit better on today's show. I always come up with fun questions to throw John's way and uh, see what he thinks about these different things. It's important to get to know our financial planner here on the program after all. And John, my fun question for you this week, if you were to, uh, obviously financial advisor is not going to be your answer here, uh, but if you had to do a different job, what would be a job that you think you would just be terrible at? Something that you just, no matter how hard you try, you'd probably wouldn't have the knack for. A lifeguard, or or pretty much anything to do, actually anything to do with the ocean. Anything swimming or ocean related, huh? I, I mean, I don't mind going deep sea fishing, but I, I'm not a beach person. I, I'm not a person that goes in the water, and I'll hang out on the beach. It's just sharks. I love Shark Week, but it has completely freaked me out. So I'm good. And and here in San Diego, we've had so many more shark mm. sightings now that yeah, I'd be worthless. Now, what about a pool? I mean, could you do a pool lifeguard? Well, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, so it's not really a yeah, matter of the swimming part of lifeguard. it. Yeah, it's just the ocean. The Anything ocean part. The ocean. Okay, so not an ocean lifeguard. You would be pretty bad. Right, right. You could ring the bell to say shark, but you, you couldn't go in and save somebody at that point. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'd be the guy on the blowhorn saying, get out there of the go. water. There's a shark. If you find yourself ever ever at the beach with John, invite somebody else to go along with you because he will not save you. Just know that going into it. Yeah. (laughs) I don't like the water. (laughs) Enough said. I won't make you you sound upset. We won't go down that road anymore. (laughs) We got you thinking about the ocean and now you're now you're mad. I can tell. So uh, don't don't go to the beach with John. We'll just leave it at that. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. Good thing for you today, John, is that the uh, question on the mailbag has nothing to do with the ocean. Uh, Elizabeth is writing into us, and uh, Elizabeth, by the way, is in 4S Ranch, and says, I'm retiring in six months, and this is good. She's going to tap into something we've talked about a little bit on today's show. I'm retiring in six months, and I'm worried. uh, Congratulations, by the way, Elizabeth. That's great. Uh, I'm worried about what will happen if we have a market crash before I get to the finish line. Do you think it'll be okay for the next six months? I don't know, John. Do you have that crystal ball ready to roll? I do not. And quite honestly, Elizabeth, I have no idea if he'll be okay for the next six months. Here's my advice. Prudential did an intensive study and found that the last five years of employment and the first 10 years of your retirement are the most critical years of your financial life. As a matter of fact, they call it the retirement red zone. And you're well within that. So my advice is this. You should be focusing 
on preserving your assets, not growing them anymore. Of course, you want to grow them, but preservation has to be key. So a couple percentage point gain in the next six months would be nice, but losing 10 or 15%, like the markets dropped at the end of 2018, is going to have both an impact psychologically uh, as you Monday morning quarterback yourself. So psychologically, it's going to affect you and it's going to affect your pocketbook. So my advice is just move to conservative investments and enjoy retirement. Yeah, I think there's a couple of things in this question, as my voice cracks a little bit there, uh, a couple of things in this question, Elizabeth, to key in on, and it's just that doesn't sound like you have a solid plan that's giving you a lot of answers, yet only six months out from retirement. And to some people, John, that may sound like a long time, right? Six months, uh, that's plenty of time to prepare for that retirement date. But really, we want to plan in place well before a six-month mark like that. Absolutely. A lot of my pre-retirees, you know, they're planning about two to five years out on average. And of course, the longer you have your plan in place, the better. Yeah, that's a great point. So that would be the other lesson I would take away from this. And, and not to pick on uh, Elizabeth here, because, hey, some people wait till the day of or the day before. Hey, I'm retiring tomorrow. Do I have a good plan? You know, that's that gets to be a tough situation if it's not a good you know situation or a good plan in place or there hasn't been good preparation or there's a little bit of you know bad luck that gets thrown into the mix there. Elizabeth, you're good six months ahead of time than a lot of folks put yeah. into this. And, and you know what? It's Monday morning quarterback yourself, but you know, take action. It's never too late. Yep. Take that lesson away from today's show. If you're nearing retirement, be sure you've got a good plan in place. And uh, nearing is relative, but uh, as John said, maybe a little bit of a helpful tidbit there, two to five years ahead of retirement. That should be when you start thinking about, all right, I got to make good decisions here and make sure I make good choices. If you need some help putting that plan together, it's not something you've ever done before, or maybe you put together a plan a long time ago, but it's something you did on your own and you'd like to have John look at it with you or make sure that you have a professional take a look at that financial plan work with john and uh, talk a little bit about where some of the deficiencies might be where some of the question marks are and where you can get some answers you can get in touch again by calling 858-935-6210 that's 858-935-6210 or online at gosecurus.com that's gosecurus.com. Feel free to submit questions to the podcast there. You can catch up on old episodes of the show as well. Learn about lots of great financial principles that we've discussed in the past. All of that online at gosecurus.com or look for the Retire Happy Podcast on your favorite podcasting app. John, thanks for the help on this week's show. Enjoyed the conversation and we'll look forward to doing it again next week. All right, Walter. Take care, buddy. You do as well. That's John on Marino. I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next time on the Retire Happy Podcast. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Securus Financial are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. The opinions expressed by John Amarino and guests on this radio show are their own and are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine 
determine future results. Any strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Before acting on any information mentioned, please consult with a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine if it is suitable for your specific situation. This program is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to subject covered.